Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show. It is Tuesday, June 25th. I can't believe it is our last live show here from beautiful downtown Palm Springs at the Indulge Resort. Uh, four weeks has gone by like in an instant, guys. I can't believe how fast it is. You've had fun. It's, I've had such a great time. It's been great. Guys, welcome to the show. We have Chris Manning the Boards uh, in Ohio. I have three amazing guests with me today. You know them from Bravo. You know them from their, all their other accomplishments. We have super couple and influencers and celebrity hairstylist, Mr. Brandon Liberati. How are you doing, Brandon? Good. Thank you. Thanks How for coming. I appreciate having you back. And, of course, we have fitness guru and also Bravo celebrity and influencer, Mr. Craig. I'm sorry, I almost said Craig Brandon. Sorry about that. Craig Brandon, you Craig? Thing that I wasn't thinking was a trial thing. My mom is eight years old and has never lived by herself. Mm-hmm. 
she was with her parents. She was in her first marriage with my dad in her second marriage. Um, I moved in to help take care of my dad when she was sick, and I've stayed there ever since to help take care of her. But she's never lived on her own. And uh, so she decided this year, last year she came on the entire trip. She drove here and drove back. This year she said, that's a little too much for me. I'm going to take the train out about halfway through, about three weeks after you've left, spend a week with my brother who lives in Thousand Oaks, he's a Ventura County Sheriff, then I'll drive back with you. I said, super. Was it so much for you last summer, too, with her being here the whole time? Well, no, because she didn't stay here. That would have been a little different having her in the yeah. same resort as me. Because well, uh, luckily the rules were she couldn't. Be thank, thank you for the rules. She couldn't indulge. But, <laughs> and, again, like I said, my brother is here, and he's the sheriff, so I let him take custody of her for yeah. three weeks last year, two weeks last year, for the longest. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But, anyway, it turned out she had, like, three weeks on her own and didn't do too bad. Okay. And my mom, thank goodness, knock on wood, 80 years old, is very active. She still goes to the bridge group three days a week where she's the youngest person, 80 years old, for a bridge group. She drives around to there, but she just is a little slower. So I do all the meals and take care of her, so I'm a little worried what's happening. She drives in the other day, and she says, so, then your friends found you a job here? So well, I can't work out here. She says, I don't care. Maybe I'll move out here, but if you want, come on out. You can go whatever you want. So, well, now that we have that, who knows? So we're sure. all going to end up in Palm Springs. We're all going to end up in Palm Springs. Exactly. The Golden Gate, guys. Exactly. I mean, my friends just did the same thing. They already bought their house out here, which is their vacation house, but their mom lived there full time. Or one of the guys' moms lived there full time right. in her, you know, golden years, as you yeah. could say. And then eventually they'll just move here when they retire. There you go. I like that. I like it a lot. And our friend Terry Ray, a good friend of the show, moved out here. Uh, he's an actor and producer in L.A. He moved out here a year ago. And, of course, he, has, he made it so he drives back to L.A. when he needs to. And it's worked very well for him for his movie and acting for his still. Yep. He hasn't had a problem with it. And he found a steal of a place out here. Okay. And now everything flies in to the airport here. Before it used to close down, you, there's not many, many flights. Right. Now. And you can fly pretty much anywhere. Well, it was just in the paper of the day they added four new flights. Two from five to five. Two from the Bay Area, one from Canada, and two from Chicago. They added yeah. straight through, so I can go to Chicago. Chicago's a six-hour drive for me. I can drive there and fly. I have friends that live there, or I can take a little puddle jump up from Pittsburgh into Chicago yeah. and fly straight through here. Perfect. I haven't done the last two years because I don't want to be out of car for four weeks, four and a half weeks. So yeah. I kind of made the road trip thing. But I would love to do small little visits here where I can just fly in. That's an easy thing. But do you think you're having, like, two residences then, like, living here six months out of the year? I think that I'll do that. I think that I'll probably start there if it happens. Um, Right. Yeah. And just kind of snowboard it out here in the wintertime. Or maybe come here for three months at a time every three months to go back. Because I'm surprised at how much I do like Ohio. I miss the the traffic in here bugs me a little bit. But it does nothing's problem here. And the heat is really bad in August. So I I think I could probably... Like three months here, three months there. This all depends on work. I mean, if I, with the radio station, I'm adding three new shows as we talked about off air here. So I'm up to seven shows. It's turned to a freaking job now. Wow. Before it's been a hobby for three years. Now it's a yeah. job. <laughs> so if I can make it pay for itself a little bit yeah, and do that and then find a little part time job, I think I can make it work pretty easily. Okay, so four weeks in Palm Springs. And for those of you that don't know Palm Springs or where we are, the indulge. Um, is, is a place that if you want, you can indulge. You, you could wear clothes or not wear clothes. 
Um, the closing my question my... for you is, uh, what was your nicest moment here over the four weeks, and what was your naughtiest moment? Ah! Oh, great. <laughs> I'm getting interviewed now, boys. Okay. 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 All right, well, let's, let's give a shout-out to the Indulge first. So we haven't done that yet, and we're starting the show. Indulge Resort here in Palm Springs has been around. The owners, current owners have been here 10 years now. John and Sandy, amazing owners, the best host you can have. There's a free breakfast every morning, free happy hour every evening. Saturday poolside, they bring you out um, rum punches all day long at the pool. On Sunday, they do frozen margaritas all day long at the pool. I mean, excellent host. So fantastic. Raymond, the manager, has been excellent. You can go to book your room at www.indulge.com, and that's spelled I-N-N-D-U-L-G-E.com, to book your room and look over the resort. And you can follow them on social media on Instagram and Twitter at indulge.com, indulge PS, indulgeps.com and indulge palm springs on facebook but yeah this is a clothing option resort what i found out last year when i came here that i didn't know because i haven't been in palm springs in a long time in this warm sands area of palm springs there are 15 clothing optional resorts for men here i did not know that um, are there any lady ones there any what they a couple of them will change for like dinosaur week i've heard they will, they will kind of change it up a bit but primarily, no, there's not. But a couple will change their thing for a couple weeks out of the year. They do have co-ed. They do have some co-ed. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. lots of trade hotels here, very yeah. reasonably priced. Um, the indoors being clothing optional, I didn't know what to expect the first year. Yeah. Um, and it was not very much naughtiness going on. You're allowed to be a little naughty if you want. Yeah. Um, this year, there's been a little naughty, but not very much at all. Probably the best moment of this year is there was a big, um, they also have a outdoor gas barbecue for anyone to use. Oh. And they did a big birthday celebration for one of the guests. So we all cooked hot dogs and hamburgers that they provided. Okay. We had a big meal for everybody. Everyone got along. It was just a great, everyone comes here a lot. There's a lot of repeat people here. It's super yeah. Just from last year's August, very clean. Very clean. From last year in August, I've seen six couples already here in June that I met last August. So a lot of repeat customers here. Very big Canada and very big Australia. A lot of people come from Canada and Australia. What do you mean big Canadian? Um, Elaborate. Get into detail. Big group of Canadians that come here. A lot of people from Canada come here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's mostly Canada, Australia, and San Francisco are the three biggest outside towns besides a lot of LA weekend warriors that come out here. Okay, and the audience. Naughtiest for, um, for me. I will not. I, I did tell you off air. I have played a little bit more than I have. Last year, I was. I didn't want to do it because I was a guest. I didn't want to do anything. I did one time last year, and I was scared of that doing that. You're time. keeping it for really. Yeah. Bad. My rule is I will not play with any guests because I don't want to do it since it's a part of the hotel here. But this year, I have been a little naughty five times. Oh. And to be exact, what exact time? One of the gentlemen was this amazing firefighter oh, wow. that was six foot three, 215 pounds of solid muscle. <gasps> Thank you, <laughs> Ramsey. He was my own personal fan. He was also Canadian, but he was French Canadian. Uh, um, and uh, he was amazing. 
And we had a great time. That was the naughty time, and that was that was the naughty time. You put out your fire. You put out my fire. Where did he start it? So that's sharing way more than I've ever shared. Thank you for granting to do that out. But it was a great time. Viewers want to know more about you. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Speaking more about you, I have to say, if you don't mind me saying, it was so nice. To see a change over the, over the course of the year because last year we talked about your weight loss and um, we talked about loose skin and all that and, and, and you were hesitant to even talk, I felt, like talk about it and definitely show it. This time, the first thing you did is we walked up and I said, you look great and you said, look at this and you lifted up your I showed shirt. my chubbiness. Yeah, no, no, you look yeah, great. Right. It's, it's loose skin. Yeah. And it was heard me say, I think that's a pride. That's, that's part of you. That's part of yeah. you. So I know you guys have made me come out of my shell a bit. Um, we had great talks last year about it because last year, as I said, I had begun my weight loss journey. This July is going to be two years, and at this point, I've lost 262 pounds as of today. Wow. I have 64 more to go to my goal weight, and then I'll probably get a skin surgery, which we'll talk about later. We've done that before. Um, it was very hard at first because you look worse with loose skin than you do as a chubby guy. Yeah. And so it's a mental mind job you have to play with. It's like, okay, before I was just a big guy, but I was all, it was all there. And it was all kind of tight and everything. And you've been now, a niche to right. the community. Exactly. Back. You become the bear. Yeah. You become the daddy. You become the whatever, um, which was fine. Now with the weight loss, it's a little different because now you are with clothes on, you look a lot better than you did last year. Some clothes off, a little saggy, a little skinny, it's a little scary at first. Mm-hmm. But for people that I, you know, I, I can go and take off my shirt. It's temporary. It, it is. It's, temporary. it's in my head. And when you're not thinking about the appearance, don't you feel better? I feel so much better. Like I told you, I walked running into L.A. for the very first time. Uh-huh. I was too scared to do it before. Yeah. Ever, so I thought uh-huh. I might die on the trail. Yeah. Um, I'm able to do it. I'm able to walk anywhere I want now. You, uh-huh. you realize how quickly you up and down, too, and, and you move and execute your movement. So uh, much easier now. Oh, so much. And what is, I mean, you would know the science where I think that's like for every 20 pounds you lose, it's like five pounds less on your knees or something. You get yeah. a, a pressure on your knees or something like oh, that. Oh, the knees and the and ankles, so, lower back and the hips and what, what right. someone goes through, especially in the weight loss process, more so than the weight gain. People don't understand that when you lose the weight, you have nothing holding your structure together. Right. So you tap, most people have tapped into muscle mass and they atrophy because they're lower uh, intake of um, calories right. and they're working out. And then there's nothing with, on their ligaments and joints because their ligaments and, and tendons are stretched out. And it takes anywhere from six months to two years for that to elasticize back. So basically, you are walking um, of, of a miracle right. and it hurts. And like we talked about, I did the first 96 pounds on my own, and then I got gastric bypass, which I've been freely open with. And you do lose that so quickly that you can't keep up. You lose that muscle mass, and that's what gets saggy, too, is you can't do that. But I am seeing it start to come back a little bit now. I can feel it because I'm still exercising uh, at least four to five times a week. I can see it. Your and shoulders are moving. Yeah, it's starting, to, it's starting to come back there so you can start to see it happen now, which I'm very happy with. Congratulations. So that's so, yeah. Thank you. you very, I'm very happy with you, too. So I will, I will never be a zaddy, but I will be a daddy and uh, daddy Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <you're> <laughs> the original daddy Scott. Yeah. <laughs> 
A uh, couple more sponsors I want to do shout out while we're here, and I want to thank them for helping getting me to Palm Springs here. Um, our media sponsors, we had a couple of great media sponsors this year. Pink Banana Media has offices in both New York and Los Angeles. If you own an LGBT business, they are, they are your hookup. They know everyone is anybody in the business. They can find different sponsorships for you. They can really help you work your business and try to connect with other LGBT businesses. Game on. Fantastic. Exactly. And Pink Banana Media out of New York, we have Matt Scalera as the president, and in L.A. we have Fabrice Facendo. So thanks to both of them for coming out. Um, the Now Trending app is a excellent app to find LGBT events as part of Hillcrest Social out of San Diego. They now work all the counties, San Diego, Riverside County, L.A. County, Inland Empire here. They've been great shouting us out. The I Love Gay 360 Twitter network, if you guys have probably seen it, there's about 8,000 Twitter hashtags. Things I Love Gay LGBT, I Love Gay New York City, I Love Gay Palm Springs. They've been shouting out hashtags for two months for us now and getting applause recognition. Thanks to them for all they've been doing. As far as other sponsors, I want to give a big shout out to, of course, CBT Candles. I provide a lot of my gift bag items for my guests. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Yeah. Good smelling candles. They have CBT oil for the first time this year with the little lotion that I've been trying. It has helped my back a little bit. I'm not seeing a big difference, but I'm seeing a difference. So I'm I'm on the train of the CBT stuff. We don't have that in Ohio yet. I guess there's CBT everything nowadays. Um, But it looks like it's working a little bit for me, so I appreciate that. Um, there's a great company called Kathy's Book Confections. If you go um, online or go into Facebook, she did our sugar cookies. One of those sugar oh cookies are good. Those are week old. And she makes books, and she actually does books with little LGBT titles and everything. And fantastic. She's based here in Riverside, California. So thanks to Kathy for bringing those. Um, Patches O'Hool is out of my neck of the woods in Columbus, Ohio. They do regular sew-on patches and pins for everything under the LGBT, elemental P label. If you're bisexual, trans, transsexual, they'll have a button or patch for you if you want to kind of garb up your stuff. So thanks to them. You can look up their website. Um, Embroidery to you. My best friends from high school, guys. Um, we were best friends from 15 until I'm 23 when I moved away. Um, Dennis and Joanna Ostrander, they've been married since they were 19 years old. They're 50-something now. And they have their own embroidery business. They did the bags for me and put my little logo together and my hat and shirts for me. So thanks to them for making my bags for me. And today's meal, which none of us have touched yet, so we're going to be eating all night long and sharing it that way. <laughs> but there's a new restaurant in town called El Patron who provided our food for us free of charge today. So we want to thank El Patron. It was. It used to be a sushi restaurant on the corner there, kind of a Rapaci Starbucks and Caddy Corner from Coffee Bean. Oh, right. They've only been there for like a month and a half. The first month they sold $80,000 of margaritas and tacos. I mean, they've been crazy there. They um, are on 101 South Palm Canyon Drive, Palm Springs, California. The owner's name of Mars, a family-owned business. Everything is fresh-made. The salsas are fresh-made. The guacamole is fresh-made. All the ingredients are fresh-made. We are trying four different types of tacos. We have a carnitas taco. They have vegetarian tacos. We have a cauliflower taco. We have a chicken taco. Uh, they have a sweet brine, peppers, and, and carrots, everything that you can try for complimentary. Where are the margaritas? So, <laughs> they did send us margaritas. Well, well, you can't go there. If we're in Vegas, we could 
transport open to the conference is not quite there. We'll visit them afterwards. So, yeah. So, a big thank you to Mario and everyone El Patron. And that's all of our people for the day. So, thanks for sponsors. I appreciate that. Let's jump into some group questions I have for you guys. It's time to turn the tables on you a little bit. We are here. Last year was August. This year is June, so it's my first time out for Pride season. I've got to partake a lot of Pride. There's been Laguna Beach Pride here, Orange County Pride, L.A. Pride, Pride Everywhere, Pride Everyone. Talk to me what Pride means to you, and if you can, what is your coming out story to yourself? When did you first come out to yourself, and what does Pride mean to you now? Brandon. Well, I was never in the closet. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think everybody else knew I was gay before I did or what that was. So I really never had to come out. Um, my parents asked me. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it was a whole situation. Um, so pride to me is just being, being uh, accepting of where you are and where others are in the process of, of who they are. Right. So I, I think just, just be proud of where you're at and um, – you know, and also support people. I, I see a lot of times, one of, one of my proudest moments is actually Craig and I was a celebrity grand marshal for Palm Springs Pride here. Amazing. So, yeah, that, that goes down in my life as my proudest moment. So, I um, I, you know, I, I just, I'm really into supporting people for where they are in that process. And that's gay, straight, that's anybody. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Craig, Pride to me, I think is a great opportunity to recognize the history and who uh, came before us to uh, allow, like Brandon and I, to have our reality show uh, on Bravo, Newlyweds, for us to get married federally, legally, uh, for the world to see. And um, when we walked down the aisle, we actually, the, the first thing we said is we want to recognize everyone that never had this opportunity but fought for us to have it. So that's part of pride, and then the other part is I think it's it's a really good opportunity for us to collectively come together to recognize how much more we have to do, and how much inclusion like the transgender community and, and protecting all people, which in 2019, unfortunately, it just feels like we have such a battle still. Right. So I think it's a celebration, yet it, it's a regrouping of, of a strategy of how to tackle equality for all. Right. Party. Uh, for me, pride is just living out loud because there's so many marginalized groups and minority groups that are suppressed or feel like they have to hide for whatever reason, whether it's some of opinion or the community they're in or the country they're in. So it's just being – this is why the straight pride thing drives me batty because they don't have to ever hide being straight. <laughs> you don't have to worry about living out loud. So gay pride for me is just being unabashedly and, and not being worried about being myself no matter what situation I am. And granted, there's still moments where I'm like, is it okay to be myself right now? Yeah. yeah. But you have to have that strength, right? You still have to have, find that strength within to be, to be who you are. And then the other question is, when, did I, when you admit when to yourself? You yourself there? When you slap yourself? You know, I, don't, I can't tell you, like, the, the time and place, but I just know for the longest time in my head I would tell myself, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. You know, fighting it. And I think I first learned the word from watching a grief company or something like that. Like, when did <laughs> I first know what gay was? It might have been Jack Ripper. And then at some point in eighth grade, there was a little voice in my head that said, but you are. And I was like, oh, I am. So I stopped telling myself that I wasn't and knew that I was. And then that voice 
got to tell you my little moment here in Palm Springs. I realized, same thing, you realize watching TV when you're younger, right? And I'm a little older than you guys, but um, you remember Land of the Lost at all? Oh, yeah. The guy is gay. Yeah. I didn't realize he's gay. Will Yuri, I met him the other oh, yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he lived here. Yeah. And Paul said, it's like, hey, the guy that I ogled over when I was a kid is actually gay. You never knew that at the time. So I, that's why I love this whole being able to be out and proud of people that are on, have their own television shows or web series or whatever, musicians that are out and proud. Yeah. It's so inspiring for people that whenever I would have come out years ago, if I would have known some of my favorite people that I watched actually yeah. thought the same things I did. And to Craig's point, too, I think we have to remember, especially as we, where New York is blowing up in glitter right now with World Pride and New York City Pride and 50 Stonewall, um, it started out as a protest in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in this administration and these times, we have taken a couple steps backwards, and I think Pride needs to be to own ourselves again, to me. I think it's time to, to really kind of own that and not let us slide back any farther. Well, we've given permission, right? We haven't. This administration has given permission to pe- for people to hate again. And there's a difference between freedom of speech and freedom of hate. Right. So I think now I, I, I feel the LGBTQ community and the, the supportive straight community for us are speaking out in a different way that is, is, is silencing the opposition. This is not fair right. anymore. So I'm really proud of us, too, for how we're taking a stance and, and we're being so dismissive. Like Brandon kicked out every uh, Trump supporter and voter out of his chair. Said, you're not going to bake my fat cake? Sorry. Sorry. That's not what I said. My thing was, I, I was not going to have anybody sit in my chair with me for 45 minutes and not be somebody that pretends that, that I'm enabling their false support. Right. It's like if you're voting against me and my family, you're not allowed to, to partake in anything that I bring to this, yeah. this world. Right. So I, I fired every client that was a Trump supporter or voting for Trump. How did they take that? Um, a lot of people are, argued, tried to come back, and it, it just was nope. it, it was something though that was simple. That it was like, no, you know, it, I I will not stand for somebody voting against me. And my husband is is green card. He's an immigrant. Um, you know, my sister and her wife were going through the process of adopting their son. I'm from um, from Utah, so Utah was pulling, you know, back and forth. They were married and, and not like eight times. Right. So it just was, it was a simple, simple answer that it was like, you know, unfortunately, until you realize that, that um, my life is just as important as yours. And they're, they're allowed to get away with not baking our pancakes. And that is right. the point. And if that's going to exist, then guess what? You're, you're not going to have me as a trainer. You're not going to have him beautify you. Right. And then in four years, come back to us, because eventually everyone in this country is going to be affected in a negative way by this administration. And what you asked, though, is it was very interesting to see people realize that they were being put in a situation where they were being called out. They did not see themselves as homophobic or racist or, what you know, misogynist. Um, but it was very interesting to see the confusion where it's like, but that's not me. And it's like, 
but yeah, it is yeah. you. You're you're supporting. So it was. Um, some of the people have come back and apologized. So right. there are a lot of, and I think that that's the other thing. I'm open to the discussion. There's a lot of people. I think the uh, a big problem is we don't talk, but both sides aren't willing to sit down and have a discussion and to see where they're coming from. It's like you know. Um, a lot of people are just blocked off and not listening. And I think um, having a discussion and allowing other people to say what what they were feeling and also um, apologize. Like, you yeah. know, some people... Have, I think discussions are good. You may not turn any heads, but you need to discuss it. And they, may, they might need that prompt that you can give that, that hits that light bulb in their switch. Maybe this isn't so good. Mm-hmm. And I do like that it's kind of like, hey, the gays are discriminated against. I'll put I've been discriminated against. That's or that, that, that had to shock yeah. the hell out of people. Yeah. Everyone listening, please share this on your social media and tag three people you suspect would be Trump supporters or voted for Trump. Exactly. <laughs> Here are sides. And I want to go to what you said already. I want to talk about this whole straight pride thing that they have going on. For those that aren't familiar with it, there's three guys that applied for a permit due to anti-discrimination. They wanted to do a straight pride festival in Boston. Massachusetts, uh, and they got the permit because of didn't want to have reverse discrimination. My take on it, though, is the self-hating part. One of them is gay. Right. That one of the one of the organizers is gay, and they chose for the grand marshal, quote unquote, air quotes, that Yanniopoulos guy that's self-hating gay. That's uh, I don't know if you know him at all. No, he's he's a big um, Breitbart guy and everything, and, and gays for Trump kind of guy and thing like that. But he's the grand marshal for it. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I'm not a single issue voter, but that's a big issue for me. My LGBT rights and everything sure. for me. I don't understand how other LGBT people can look at this administration and and take part in a straight pride because, as so many people have said. You can have a straight pride when you can be fired for being straight, when you can be discriminated against for being straight, when you can't get a job for being straight, when you can't have an apartment for being straight. They ever, or, or look, I, I've had clients go, oh, you should go here on vacation. They just got back from that trip. And I'm like, me and my husband couldn't go there. Like, we'd be killed, you know? Right. The, like, they don't it, Yeah. It, and until you know what it's like to have to research where you're traveling, Right. Even when you have kids as gay couples, to make sure that they're not, um, you, you know, that nothing happens to you or your family. But, but I think these are the people that support something like straight pride, the people that yeah. don't get it. They think, yeah. oh, why do these gay people have to, like, put it in our faces and do this pride? Like, everything's fine. I get why they want to do a straight pride. It should be balanced. But it's like, no, they're doing this because we're still trying to get our voices heard. Do you guys know any other LGBT that... Identify do you do you think are kind of self-hating that way? I I one like a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh sure. I heard <laughs> <laughs> Internalized homophobia. It's yeah, yeah. It all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it exists, especially on social media. You get a lot of that, and and I think that people want to challenge us just to uh, start a conversation. And don't they know they can get it by just saying hi, how are you? Right. Like, I, I would engage in that. So I, a lot of people shock value, I think. I also want to point out that Craig and I, so Craig and I were the first federally legal married couple on TV. They followed us for a year and a half. We were on Bravo, a very straight, um, middle, mid-America network. And, you know, some of our biggest trolls 
on social media were our, our own community. Wow. And, and that was the biggest shocker to me, was people coming out and they're like, you, you know, you're too gay, you're too this, you're too that, you're not representing it. And it's like, you know, no, I'm not doing anything, but what I am doing is I'm normalizing us. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm putting us, our families and our people, in people's living rooms in Tennessee, and they're realizing we had so many, Bravo had so many people say, you know, we, we voted against marriage equality, but we've changed our minds after watching that. Awesome. You, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where it was, I, it was disappointing to see that our own community still had so much inner hatred for themselves that they couldn't, um, and not everybody, but it was, it was the, I think, the, the largest part of the people that were unsupportive. It's been very hard for me. There's an artist that's been on my show a few times. Nice guy, great artist. But he is super pro-Trump, and he made a huge statement about it. And um, and then, to me, it's like, okay, are you doing it for the publicity now, or are you doing it because that's your true, true release? And it made me not want to play his music anymore on the show. And it's oh, very sad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, no, I couldn't do it. Do it. Did any of his views, though, encompass gay rights? And the... he still he he will support gay rights, but nothing specific. Because did he support Trump like for economic reasons or something? No, he supports Trump in everything. In everything, everything. But see, it's, yeah. I think he doesn't think that Trump is person. How if, if somebody was elected that was part of the KKK? Yeah. Your, your your core being of who you are, this person is not is against. Right. You know, and everything they're doing is against what what you are and who you are. I don't see how it doesn't matter economically or educationally, any of that stuff. Your who you are trumps it. You, you know, yeah. your your gender, your sexuality, and your color. Like that right. trumps it. Like, and then one of the most. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I didn't really have a. I, I like keep thinking about it. My my dad voted for Trump, and I'm like, how how do you do that? When, like, the Republican platform was, like, anti-gay marriage, still, after it was legal, like, why are you in, why are you supporting this? What did you say? Economics. Money. So that comes that before Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or he thinks it's not that bad. But in or he case, just couldn't vote for Hillary. That's the other in, in his world, though, that makes more sense for him than for a gay man to do that. that you know, that's where I think, that's where the, the, the earlier part where I was saying having a conversation Right. About that, you know, I, I think that you you just don't cut off and not have a conversation. I I haven't talked to my family about it. Yeah, they voted for Trump. Well, they, yeah, they're in Utah. Oh, you know, yeah. they, they didn't necessarily for- vote for Trump. They um they voted in some of the elections for the Republican Party and possibly didn't vote at all. Yeah, and that that still is a statement that is not okay with us, especially it being the majority of their children being gay right. and in relationships. And I'm Canadian. And so I called his family, too, and I started the conversation, and basically they said, it's none of your business. And I said, oh, it is, and it will be my business because if it gets bad enough, I'm taking your son, and I'm taking your daughter and her wife, and I'm taking them to Canada with me. And you guys don't have passports. You won't see your family again. <laughs> and they were like, uh, uh, and then laughter, and I said, oh, I'm not joking. No. I said, I love you all, but it's serious. It's way Way over a single issue, uh, my dad's situation is getting right. Uh, right. 
that trumps anything. Nobody's going to take away his job. I was just in Canada for two weeks. Right. And it, it's definitely a talk amongst Canadians. So here, here's the good news about it, is that Canadians now, they, if they can't understand why America is still uh, part of them are supporting him. Yeah. But along with Canada, the whole world is now realizing that it's not all Americans that are stupid. This country is very divided, right. and we're seeing it now which is actually really motivating and should be for America because up until then, I hate to break it to you, every, the whole world thought y'all was stupid. Right. But you're not. And, there, and now, now at least they, the world is, is accepting and, and on your side to change things that it's going to. Hmm. It's really exciting. And we have some ex- another exciting piece of it is we now have an openly gay candidate for president that's being widely accepted. And on top of that, He's bringing religious back, religion back in the conversation, and owning religion for being gay as well. And I think that is a real positive thing that that we're able to talk about it openly. It's not hidden, it's not whispered, and I've been excited about that part of the person. Yeah. And he speaks how many languages? Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Five or six. I had him on the show before you officially announced. What? Yeah, oh. yeah. I had him on back in April, and he is as smart and as charming off air. As he is on air, I will stop by his campaign headquarters where I drove through Indiana on the way here. Um, his campaign is amazing. Um, they're smart. His girl, Liz Smith, is his uh, kind of campaign director, and she is just smart by putting him out in all these places. But just the acceptance factor is amazing on that. Uh, it's, it's just been something for me to see, because I'm a huge political junkie, just for me to see the acceptance part of really cool. I mean, but why does this last thing have to start with but? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. With, with, with every sunshine, the rain must fall. Um, and then the last thing, we'll finish on this topic, because there is some bad news out today. The this administration and the younger, it has dropped, it came out this past weekend, that support for LGBT by millennials has dropped 3% since Trump's taken office. Mm-hmm. It's gone under the 50% mark. It's gone from 52 to 49% of millennials being accepting of LGBT. I have a question about this, though. Where are they getting their... Yeah, the, the, the because, yeah, the, because, first of all, millennials don't have landlines, and they're not watching TV. So like how that. are you pulling people on their cell phones, because none of us take uh, an unlisted uh, call, right? Yeah, an unlisted call. And they're not, I watch YouTube, I watch Netflix, I'm not seeing anything that's asking me to direct to your opinion. To, yeah, actively vote. Right. Snapchat. So, Snapchat, I'm sure it'll be different numbers. Right, exactly. So I, I don't, I, I, I still think that that's all their propaganda. I think it, it's mm-hmm. a part, because millennials, I honestly do not. I like you that. said that. I mean, I've lost all faith in polling since the election of 2016 because that was so wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of people now that are just not saying what they really think, which is what I think happened to Trump. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think you're getting bad polling data because you're not going after the right places. I mean, I have my favorite spam blocking app on my phone. I don't get any calls anymore. And and if you're doing it on the street, where are you standing? Because I'm sure you could stand in certain neighborhoods and that would be the case. Sure. No, no, exactly. Wait, what app do you have that you're not getting called? I know that. Oh, you don't have that? We are going to call. We have have to, huh? The one that calls them back. Have you heard that? It doesn't call them back, but what it does is it mucks with them and it answers the phone and.
played games with them. Yeah, that's the one. And I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you off break. It's so amazing. Oh, it's God. called Sam Killer, and it's like $3 a month. And people call in, and, and they pick up, and they go, they'll either block them out right if they think it's a, a what they call it, a, a spoof number or something. Yeah. They said, always spoof. But if it's a number they don't recognize and you don't have to go through, it, they'll say, oh, hi, and they'll keep them on the line for a long time. And it's amazing. $3 a month is the best thing. Do you have a discount code or anything? And then when I found it home, because I do have a home phone, too, through my Internet provider. Um, and I only do that for, for a couple of reasons I do that. But I also found out at home, if you go, if you get, if you have a home internet phone, a lot of people have internet phones out, comes with their internet phone and TV package, yeah. just a bundle anymore. They can put a block on that now. And now to call my home phone, you have to press eight to go through and telemarketers can't do it. I went from literally 12 telemarketer calls a day on my home phone to two a month. It's been amazing. Wow, awesome. It's been amazing. Yeah. So spam killer, reach out to us. <laughs> we will able talk you up here. Uh, Chris, back in Ohio, I think we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we might have one or two more group questions. But then we're going to get into the fascinating and wonderful lives of my three individuals. Thanks so much to Brandon Liberati, Craig Ramsey, and Ardio Daily for joining me today. We're going to play out with our buddy um, David Hernandez, who just performed at Orange County Pride this past weekend. Uh, his song, Beautiful. And when we come back, We'll be talking to these three um, very handsome gentlemen on our very last uh, live from Indulge Resort Palm Springs listening to the Left and Straight show right here on Left and Straight Radio. Take it away, Chris. Father in the sky and they're starting to align. I see you passing by and we're slowing down the sky. Now my love is flashing by, all I see is flashing lights Cause you're right here by my side, can you feel it come alive? If this were a love song, would you be mine? I just can't get you off of my mind And I think about you all day and night So I wrote you a love song, wrote you a love song Baby, it's beautiful, I think you're beautiful Oh, 
unforgettable If I think you're beautiful Queens right. and, and mostly RuPaul focused. 
So uh, this show is motivating and inspiring people to take care of their health, wellness, and they're enjoying the ICAN event for damn sure. And Arnie, you do primarily LGBT characters, everything you write for yourself and everything. You, you, you when I make my own, that's my goal, yeah. Right. But you've done so many other guest appearances. Which are, is, is it more comfortable for you to do one or the other? Or what, what do you feel the status of? Does it matter anymore? I mean, when I'm acting, of course, it's comfort level. I'm not uncomfortable playing a straight character, no. But I'll tell you, I did a guest spot on a Netflix sketch comedy show that just came out like a couple months ago called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. He's like a former Saturday Night Live okay. writer that now has his own sketch series on Netflix. And for the first time in like 15 years, I played an out gay man who was married and had kids. Like, none of this. I never even get these auditions. And I'm an out gay actor. Like, yeah. it's so rare to actually find a gay character in the mainstream. So I even told my agent, I'm like, this is amazing to me as a, as a gay man to actually play a gay character. So uh, uh, hopefully there'll be more of that. Well, one of the things in the news today, too, that I'm excited about is Ryan Murphy, who does everything and does it all so well, is bringing The Prom from Broadway, and you're a Broadway boy, Craig. Um, the Prom is now coming to be a movie and maybe even a series. And they got some huge leads in it. I think they cast Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep yeah. as two of the leads in it. They have, um, oh my God, who is I don't know, they have all these great people on it. But it's about a, a, an out lesbian from Indiana that wants to take a girl to the prom. And with Olivia Wilde's film, that book Smart that came out, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It actually, we're seeing full-fledged characters. It happens to be a lesbian right now. This is actually, I think before we've had so many coming out stories in films. And we're getting over the coming out and actually being the characters. And like I said, being married, being just normal. living your life as a normal gay guy or whatever happens. Yeah. I find that very refreshing. Well, spe- is it special the Netflix show, the comedy show with Ryan um, O'Connor? Or Ryan, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I love watching that because it, they don't even address the fact that he's gay. Right. And really, it, it, it's more about his, you know, his disability and overcoming all of that. Right. And just it, it, he already fits into the norm, which I found really refreshing. And I, I just thought that all must be a millennial kind of take on everything. No, it's very cool because you're right. They don't really just, and that's um, executive producer Jim Parsons. So I love uh-huh. LGBT people putting out LGBT content like that and making it smart sure. and funny and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, as far as fashion, hair, and everything like that, we've always it's always been quote unquote the gays taking it. Is it still kind of that way? I mean, who's who's the top people nowadays? Um, is there like any kind of stigma surrounding it? Or uh, those of us doing it? Yeah. 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 Or either hairdressers yeah. or porn stars. Right. <laughs> or both. Yeah, sometimes. Um, no, no. I think that, you know, it's interesting. Um, I also see in my industry a huge influx of straight, uh, you know, people that are uh, straight men and that feel so comfortable being hairdressers. So I, I, I'm seeing, you know, because this is the only thing I've ever done, so – I'm seeing a lot more straight people be comfortable with. Because you think before they were afraid to do it because they'd be perceived as something they were? Or, or it was something effeminate. Right. Um, Same as yeah. Broadway, I would say. Yeah, a lot of Broadway designers and theaters just assume that you're gay. And I mean, that, that, that doesn't exist right. anymore. Yeah. No. That's great. Yeah, because that, that was my, that's what brought it up because I have seen a lot more male hairstylists now in mm-hmm. the place I go to. And 
they seriously they make bank. I said make twice as much money doing that as they do like doing haircuts for guys or something like that. And they they can really turn it into an art. They actually get to use some art and expression. Well, I, I so much to this point. I feel like I still have friends that live like in Orange County or the suburbs or something. I'm like, you don't understand. There's every type of gay guy exists. Like they're not all like the gay guy that you're yeah. perceiving. Like any man that you know that could be straight could also be gay. And I think that.
like, like the first memory I had. And we are back, guys. Uh, we are going. We're having a moment here for RDO Daily because we are bringing on. We're going to talk to Mr. Craig Ramsey for a little bit, who all of you know, of course, being a tremendous fitness advocate. We'll talk about all those accomplishments before, starting with intervention back in the day with Jackie, of course. And training Joan Ryan, who you just heard. Joan Ryan is a client, Love which you, is so exciting. Hi, Joan. We miss you. We need to have you back on the show. But I wanted to play that because you are back dancing again. You were in Mamma Mia back in Connecticut that I missed last year, and now you've been up in ballet this year. Talk about going back to your roots here. Well, I come from a Broadway background, and I initially trained in ballet with the Royal Winnipeg Ballet in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, But when I went through their school, I had to decide, do I go in the company or do I pursue my um, acting, singing, and dancing trio, my triple threatness, if you will, uh, for Broadway. And I decided to go the Broadway route. So uh, I've been so fortunate to do a lot of Broadway shows. I was in the original pre-Broadway Mamma Mia starting in 1999 is when I got that offer. And then last year, to get a call to go back to the show, 20 years later, play one of the dads, I mean, who would have ever thought, but I was so grateful to do it. Uh, I think I saw that, I would say, nine-year hiatus from performing, because when I overlapped the fitness with Broadway and training my Broadway castmates, um, there was no problem. But when I moved to L.A. and I got my first Bravo show in 2010 called Intervention with Jackie Warner, that I went through hell with the NBC Universal attorneys because at that point um, no one wanted me to be an actor or have an acting background. It kind of was not giving the reputation to a fitness expert to be on TV. But I did both of them and I shied away from that and I, I don't I have I don't want to say I have regrets, but it's been nine years since I performed. So to go back to Mamma Mia and then the most spectacular moment of my professional life the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, after leaving 20-something years ago, invited me and my girlfriend, Catherine Reaper, who was in a similar situation of leaving for Broadway and not pursuing it with the company. They invited us back to stars Lord and Lady Capulet in Romeo and Juliet in February and March. And the background, give the background story. You have to because it's amazing. With Catherine? Catherine and I are best friends, um, have been since ballet school. We lived together in three cities. We were both on Broadway. Catherine was um, a, a big star on Broadway and in film and TV. Um, pop culture-wise, she was engaged to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, there's so much else that I, I simply cannot share. And I'm, I, I, she told me I can't until uh, I write the book, right? There you go. But there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, but she was diagnosed six years ago after her second child with terminal brain cancer. She was given two to six years to live. She had a great fruit-sized tumor removed from her head. Uh, doctors basically said, don't, you can't drop your head lower than your waist. And um, somehow, miracle of God that she is still with us. And yesterday, in fact, she hit her six-year mark. Today, she has surpassed what any doctor has ever uh, predicted for her, and they're baffled by her longevity of her, her um, life. Um, they, they say it must be because she's, she's surviving with ballet and dance. Yeah. Uh, so the ballet invited uh, and singing, they invited us back. But there's a huge difference too. When you start from a ballet background, you're always going to be a ballet snob. So for Catherine and I to have this opportunity to be on stage with one of the most reputable ballet companies in the world, and especially her, for me to be there to support her at this point in time, she has difficulty with her vision six to eight feet in front of her. Um, Catherine is smart as a whip, uh, never ever would she in any other situation um, be 
now with the brain cancer, she asked me, what's next? Like, she has no idea how scary that must be for her. Even in rehearsals, she looks at me, and she, and I, she goes, I don't know. And I said, it's Tibble's death. And she goes, got it. And then she goes out on stage, and Brandon said that it's probably the most spectacular female he's ever seen perform on a stage. I mean, she blew the rest of the company, company out of the water. Wow. With our acting background, too, I think that that was one of the initiatives of Tara Burt Whistle and Andre Lewis, um, the artistic director, associate artistic director. They wanted to utilize the fact that we come from a strong ballet background, but we had all this acting. So even in, in rehearsals, like we were out of the box. We needed to get the best performance from us and our relationship with everyone on the stage. And there was one time where I'm vocalizing, you know, and we're absolutely screaming. And who does that in a ballet <laughs> in rehearsal? I think they were terrified, some of the dancers at first, but then we had, uh, I think it, it marks as one of the most um, artistic uh, ballet performances in Royal Winnipeg Ballet's history uh, with, because of, of the involvement of actors in it. That's yeah, right. I'm going outside the box to even do that. It's great. Very great. I, I love that. Yeah, so I, I, we're really grateful. Um, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen again. I don't know if it needs to. Uh, I, I, if I stayed in ballet, it actually probably would have been my retirement um, production and role anyway. Nice. So I, I check mark. Let's there see what's go. next. And if we do a little ABBA karaoke in the end, I think we'll have a big Army Daily Day. Army Daily Day for the rest of the day. He's having a moment, boys and girls. I'm fighting literal emotion. <laughs> the news I got just before we came about Mamma Mia that you met all four members. Of, I might cry. I literally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was hoping 
share or something. You wore, yeah, she wore them though to our wedding. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You are very lucky. I don't know how much you love Ava to begin with, but from an Ava fan, you are very, very lucky. I'm, I'm very grateful. It was yeah. such a great uh, start to my career, especially being plucked from Canada and brought me into the U.S. Yeah. I have that show in particular, even though I did numerous Broadway shows afterwards, but that show, I, I give credit for everything, including my husband. Who saw me in in in, in, in two thousand one in San Francisco? No way. The first city. And insultingly doesn't yeah. remember seeing me. And I had all of these like fun features and all that. Thank you for it. But I'm sure most of Mark still bendy as Craig still is. So that's kind of great. What are you doing? As <laughs> <laughs> my leg was up to my head. There you go. Bjorn was still married when he wrote that song. <laughs> Strong 
married couple and to put me in that situation where I had to um, sexually uh, objectify uh, people that um, in that it's just uncomfortable for us. Sure. So we had a lot of issues. If, hey, Queen TV did nothing wrong, but um, for me it was difficult. Season two was glorious. I love that. Oh, fantastic! And talk about let's let's hold off and try the sunset here in Brandon because you guys both work on that together. Yeah. But I want to talk about one of my favorite things with you. We've known each other for a long time now. Um, I love your innovative ways of making exercise fun, from your bathroom stuff to your pillow stuff. And now we have this entire new wine element to it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this new venture that's been going about a year now, I think you've been doing it, but it's really starting to blast off. And Believe it or not, it's been five years in the making, it's been five years but I wanted to really gain the credibility of what this, this vision was. Uh, so many of my clients, including the housewives, were like, you can do anything you want fitness-wise to me, nutrition, just you're not taking away my wine. And coming from uh, a contortionist background and dancer and Broadway, um, I, I was and a stretch expert. I wrote a best-selling book, Anatomy of Stretching. And I was like, okay, so what if I combine stretching with wine tasting or wine consumption? And then to my surprise, there's a lot of health benefits, immediate and long-term. So uh, in doing so, I got the format of this one, which is different than yoga and mimosas because yoga for an hour and then perhaps a social hour afterwards of drinking. This actually, you start with a sham, glass of champagne for, to warm up your palate and uh, leave your inhibitions at the door. And then I take you through typically a, a five wine tasting stretch pairing um, class. And uh, for the last two years, I've been doing them publicly, uh, and they've now become uh, a cult favorite amongst celebrities and influencers, and it's really getting out there, so I'm doing a talk show circuit now, and nice. yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's inviting, and it's a, an exercise program where there's no judgments, and it's open to all people, athletic abilities, backgrounds, shapes, sizes, age, disability, it doesn't matter. Stretching is the only workout that is actually for every single person. And, of course, I have non-alcoholic options um, right. because I, I want inclusive for all people and families in, included. Well, like I said, I, my favorite thing about it is your creativity. I've seen you do it from rooftops to actual banquet halls to take it to hotels on San Francisco. I mean, the diversity where you can do it has got to be kind of fun for you, too, to, to oh, try yeah. the different crowds. Yeah, I think that fitting fitness in, I think it's it's not an all or nothing mentality. I think that militant um, trainer is definitely not me. I don't make people feel bad about themselves or their relationship to fitness. There's good days and bad days, but chemically we go into working out on a daily basis differently. There's so many factors involved, and it's not for me or anyone else. It's up to that person to identify when they have the strength and stamina. How do you push yourself, and what does that look like? And then when you don't, how do you execute movement that is still progressing you forward with, with isn't getting in your head and making you feel guilty about your program and or you? I love that. Let's finish with that. Let's give me something that is maybe a fitness trend that is not doing you any good, really, that it could be, or something that maybe you should be doing that might be simple and easy to do that people aren't doing. I get in trouble all the time for saying this, but I'm going to resort back to it because it uh, obviously my opinion isn't making a difference in corporate gyms, but because they put up too much ellipticals. Okay. The elliptical is a great exercise for people that um, are, are just, say, they're just starting out or um, they have some kind of uh, 
well, issues with their knees or ankles. However, I find that they're even worse on knees and ankles, but that's how they promote it, and that's what a lot of people are comfortable with um, when they have those issues. But the elliptical is the easiest form of gym equipment that is out there, and it's the most straightforward, which is why everyone gravitates towards doing it, because they don't know what to do in the gym. They don't have the confidence. Right. So when you go to the easiest thing, I'm going to jump on this easy thing that's, that looks like a, a bike that I can stand on right. and uh, that won't you know, hurt my taint. Um, <laughs> bike and, would hope. Yeah. And I, so skip that. If you can do more, do more. And if you, if you ever have any questions, um, you have every right in a corporate gym environment to go to the, the front desk or, or any trainer and you say, I'd like to schedule a consultation on you. No, I'm not paying for it. Just show me the equipment. Not give me an exercise that makes me hold, held accountable to you uh, five times a week. Right. Uh, I want people to do that. And if they don't, then contact me on social media, and I'll tell you exactly what you need to do to jumpstart your program. I love that. Fantastic. Mr. Craig Ramsey, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with uh, our other two lovely guests here. Um, we're going to play a little Taylor uh, Olson Rude Boy, which will bring us right back to Bad Boy with Artie O'Dea when we come back. <laughs> and then we'll finish everything up with Brandon Liberati and uh, bring Craig back into it for some of the projects they're working on. So, Chris, take it away in Ohio. Let's go ahead and play a little Taylor Olson. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on Left of Straight Radio Network. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Rude boy. That's what they call me, right? Rudeness and attitude embedded in my DNA. Anyone I fuck gets an NDA. Man, I'm about to switch it up. Get three different checks. Sing a song, write a rap, and now you fucking with a triple threat. No, I'm no longer just a safe bet. Cause tell me, have you even touched Billboard yet? Nah, black on black, fringed out in my Edelon. Every step I take is bloody in my Louboutin. You feeding on gossip while I'm changing the ranks. You running your mouth while I'm stealing your piggy bank. I'm out of the box while I got you contained. I got enough talent for two careers, Eric and Jane. Yeah, started out moonwalking off the Walter Michael. I came up when I harmonized with an American Idol. Yes, I'm her Drake. She my J-Lo. Now I'm hitting open the bags with Pia Toscano. Rude boy. Rude boy. Rude boy. Yeah, they call me Unigoy. Your hit, now it's time to pass it. I got a hot new joint and I'm trying to blast it. Took the bass, then I went and trapped it. Grabbed your career by the face. Slapped it. Don't these boys get that I am the authority? No, there's no more. No more ignoring me. Got a flow so illegal. Trump wanna deport me. That bum phase orange that TD's coming shortly. Ain't no question, I solve you like a riddle. I think you're smoking just a little too much crystal. I can merrily go round. I'll just keep it simple. You always be stuck, just a monkey in the middle. See your shit is childish. You ain't nothing but a toddler. Scared a shit out of you like a real monster than a battle of rhymes. It's your skills that are fleeting when you open your mouth. My ears, they're bleeding. Rude boy. Rude boy. Rude boy. Yeah, they call me Unicoi. Rude boy. Rude boy. 
my god, he sleeps with everyone. What a whore. Yeah, what a slut. I think I slept with him. I hear he's a total homewrecker. Oh, I've heard that. He's not even hot. What is he, a rapper, a singer? Like, pick one already. Or just go away. I heard he bought all of his Instagram followers. He doesn't even have that many anyway. I have like twice as many as he does. What does he call himself? Taylor Made? Yeah, that's original. I don't get it. I heard he lip syncs all his shows. He can't even sing. Who the fuck does he think he is? Rude boy. Yeah, they call me Rude yeah, Boy. Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Yeah, they call me Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Yeah, they call me Rude Boy. Yeah. Together and kind of creating the concept, but you really 
expanded it now, and there's more than one bad boy now. Well, there has to be. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I created the show. I created it for him because he wanted, frankly, he wanted a clip for his demo reel. And I said, right. I'll help you if you let me make it good and I can get it with you. And then he, unfortunately, was not comfortable with how gay the series was, which it blows my mind. So he dropped out. And I kept it going, and, and it's more fun for me because I can bring in people that are more comfortable with it, and not worried that I'm making it like too gay for someone that's in the show. And it's it's uh, it's forced me creatively to make the show be more, and and the result of that I think it's even better. Does it free you in the writing room knowing you can do all these ex- making extra characters and keeping the same theme? Is that more freeing for you? Or is that yeah. More difficult? Well, here's the thing. Not to hate on Tony, because I don't. It's like, but he, I knew that he was, he's straight, and I knew that there was a limit to how, yes, this isn't like a super explicitly gay show. Mm-hmm. I, my goal was to make a regular sitcom where the character people happen to be gay, mm-hmm. where it's not you're like trying to be gay, gay, gay. It's just like they are. Right. But I knew there was a line that I was afraid of crossing with him. So now that that line doesn't exist anymore, like, if a joke is a bit more, you know, overtly gay or for a gay audience, I don't have to worry about that. And it is also freeing to be like, well, now I can be like whatever I want it to be. I can bring in as many bad boys as I want. I can make – my goal is to make every single short ultimately weave into a finale destination. So like the ones with Tony's character, they won't be inconsequential. Right. I want it to have a full arc. But it's just hard because when I started, that wasn't my intent. So I'm kind of like riding in reverse <laughs> in a way. And we were laughing. I mean, the character development is that great. Your character's name is Scott, and yes, somehow <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps becoming Daddy Scott, though he is opposed to that. He doesn't want it. But they, all these bad boys call him Daddy. Well, everyone basically calls him Daddy Scott. Like, <laughs> not a daddy. He's going to have to confront that at some point in the show. We all have to confront that. Right? At some point what is Daddy now, 30, apparently? Uh, like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, 30 is the new Daddy nowadays. If you have a little bit of um, chest hair and a little bit of a beard, I think it, it's kind of Right now. Yeah, culture now. In real life, I don't mind. It's, it's the <laughs> and then talk about the twists are always yeah. amazing and like, fun. Talk about coming up with those. Because I love elements of surprise. So the point is when I write something, I think, okay, what can happen to make this be unexpected? Because I think that was what the first one is why people watched it and shared it and made people engage because the ending they're not seeing coming. Right. And did you ever see the movie Game Night? It was like, how about a year ago? Yeah. And I, I thought that was the most brilliant script because it was funny and it was constantly full of surprises. And while my show isn't like this twisty, turny mystery, I would love to write something like that. So as I'm writing more and more bad boys and I want everything to be intertwined, I want things to be like, oh, this whole time I thought this was happening. That wasn't happening at all. Right. It's hard because I don't think that comes naturally to me, but it's, it's fun when it works. <laughs> And talk about getting the pull. You're adding more and more guest stars. They're just freaking hilarious on there. Talk about being able to add that and the different elements that they brought to the show that you might have been expecting or might not have been expecting. Well, I try, I try to think of friends that are the most talented comedically. That's what I'm drawn to. I love comedians. I love sitcoms. I love comedy. So I think who I've ever met in an acting class, who I've ever done a play with, who can I bring in? Um, and then I try to write for the person. For me, as a writer, it's easier to know who's going to play the part, and it helps me find the voice, because I don't necessarily like have a character just materialize in front of me and then be like, oh, this person should play it. Right. So everyone that's been cast in this show, I have known they were going to play the part before they did it, because I, I asked them ahead of time. 
like when you began doing the show, they say, yes, I'm like, great, I'm going to write something for you. Nice. Yeah. And you said you have, you want it to be an arc or have a lead in the story. Mm-hmm. How far ahead are you in your head? Do you have story ideas? Do you constantly yeah. think of things and put them up there to pin for later on? Or no, my notes on my computer is pages and pages and pages, which is ridiculous because it's a web series that are like five minutes long. So I, I, I come up with too much, and then I find I'll have all these ideas, I'll start writing, and then the writing will take over and find its own path. So it doesn't matter how much I actually pre-plan. It just happens anyway. But um, I'm going to shoot two in July, which I've never shot two in one month before. And then I, I think my plan is to do 16. And at that point, we'll consider that a finale, season finale, whatever. But, and, you know, I'm constantly fundraising. I'm paying out of pocket. I'm doing this on my own time. It's exhausting. Right. So I think I need to have some sort of end point. So I'm about to shoot number eight on July 7th, and that'll be like the halfway point to eight more after that and then wrap it up. So I've, I've, I've mapped out the next five. And that'll give me another, what, like four, three or four that I need to plan out to actually tie it up. And nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And talk about the whole dichotomy writer after. Are you preferring one over the other now? Um, what, what is your, what do you feel you are more inside? I'm an actor, absolutely. And the only reason I started writing was so I could act and stuff, you know? Because it's hard to get acting jobs unless right. you've made it. So I, I started writing for that. And I, I, it's interesting because I get more gratification from someone responding to something I've written. If someone's like, that was, the dialogue was so funny, I feel more gratified than someone saying, you were so funny playing that part. Right. Probably because it literally comes from you. It's like really giving birth to something. Right. But acting is more fun. It's easier because they just give you the script and you do it. So, yeah. And we had Stan here yesterday. He directed, he directed you in a play before. And everything. Do you like the play atmosphere? Do you prefer... Television, do you have any modes that you prefer? Or oh, TV. Will give you TV? Yeah, I mean, I grew up wanting to be on a multi-camera, traditional sitcom, like, you know, Seinfeld or Friends or Ellen, something And like you that. still go through all the pilot seasons that everyone goes through? Is that kind of... I wish! No! Uh-oh, talk to me. It drives me crazy when casting directors are like, I saw every actor in town. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't see me. I don't know. I've been doing it for years. I've got, I've got a resume, but I've never had a pilot season. And I think for me, that comes down to I've just never had representation that could get me a pilot season. Mm-hmm. But I still do it, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Answer your question. And talk about, uh, we'll talk to Craig and Brandon because they are legitimate influencers and everything. And yeah. acting is so much part of now coming Instagram life. That, what is that like to do? Especially as a writer. Do you try to be funny on your Instagram or what do you, what do you uh, what do you think of the whole social media game? I, I get why it's a game because it does make an impact. It's called influences for a reason. You really influence people, but you can't control how many people choose to follow you. You have to suddenly become known, and right. you usually become known because you've actually been on TV or something like that. I think it's very rare that you just come up through social media. Um, but I, I I try to make my social media entertaining just because you know if it's my friends, I want them to laugh. I want them to be entertained. Like, I don't want them to see, like, the chicken I just ate. You know what I mean? Right. What are they sure? <laughs> <laughs> and then you've been doing more and more of your own personal videos, and it seems like you're kind of reluctant at first, but you're starting to have fun with those. You like, like Q&As and things yeah. like that? Yeah, that was because people, some fans of the show asked for it, and my boyfriend, who's younger than I am, was like, oh, you got to do that kind of stuff if you want to have an impact. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And I'm still kind of hesitant to do so, but it is fun to actually engage with people, and the people right. that watch seem to like it, so I guess they'll come around. Come around. <laughs> yeah. 
shooting two in July. When do you think the first one will be out? The first one will be up after the second one starts filming, or what? Uh, I think I've heard around. I can usually edit color, audio, all that within a week if I've got a clear schedule. And you do the whole nine yards, right? You do Literally every bit of post-production. Yeah. yeah. So I will, I, if we shoot on the 7th, my goal will be to have it out by the 14th. Nice. Yeah. And then we'll shoot the next one on the 21st, and then probably in August sometime. Any yeah. idea for your next series? Or just keep them too <laughs> 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 well, we, we still want to do another season of Successful People. We really would like to do one more. Oh, so good. And now, that, like I, now that I have like more YouTube subscribers, like maybe people will watch it. Right. You know, and then discover the other stuff we did. That's so funny. And you left it as right now where you couldn't really. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. Very cool. Audio Daily, thanks for popping back oh, in. Oh, always talking to you, Scott. Thank you. And Brandon Liberati, um, you and Craig have been so good to the show, so I appreciate having you on all the time. Uh, you've been doing hair for so long now, so you've got the three salons you've bopped around. Four now, you said you're doing. I think you have a fourth salon, or you're just coming. Well, I have an agent now in Vegas. So okay. New York, San Francisco, LA, and Vegas. Great. That is amazing. And talk about what is – you keep adding more and more clientele, but talk about how it is. Is this something? Is the constant push now where you feel like people are reaching out to you a lot, that you have to reach out to them, or you kind of – where are you at in a comfortability with all these people that come to they're amazing people all the time I see you talking to people. I well thank you. <laughs> um I'm still I I think I'll always hustle that that eats my soul. It makes me feel like I'm moving. But I finally hit a point in my career where I'm telling people no and that's like a really odd thing and it's it's actually hard. It's hard for me. I still have that mentality of I have to say yes to everything and take everything and now I'm turning things down and um, But you can only be in the salon for a certain number of days and hours in a month because you're on camera yourself most of the time. So I got this great acting gig on Heat's Fit. Ah! <laughs> so in every episode. Um, I'm currently filming Shaz of Sunset. I was, you know, we're supporting we're Mercedes. Supporters, yeah. Right. Um, in last season and this season. And um, right now, most of my clients, you know, I, I'm heavily involved still in the Bravo world. So uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey just ended. Shadow Sunset is currently on. Um, a lot of my my clients right now have a lot of things coming up. I'm working a lot with Emmy Award winning Annie Winters, and she just had Grand Hotel. She's a long nice. period. Oh yeah. Show on ABC, which just made the largest. I think it was the largest viewership that they've ever had in the last since like 20. Wow. Early 2000s. Okay. So yeah, so, an amazing producer and businesswoman. Yeah, and she's. She's very sweet. So she has that, and she's also the lead in 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. So um, really quickly become a celebrity go-to now for, for hairstyle. But what's interesting to see Brandon working is the, the celebrities that, that reach out, um, they do because they know he's on TV, and they're comfortable with that. Uh, they love it. Like yeah. Beth Dover, is, it's so much fun, and she loves your humor. And you relate to that. Orange is the New Black, which is the last the last season coming out. So and can, yeah, you, I, can you see him? A lot of comedians. I, I but I also think that I'm not um, what's the word? Phased by their success or who they are. Right. I also understand it. I understand the pressures. I understand what what they don't need when they're when they're trying to get ready to go out and be on. Or do a I wanted to ask that because, like I said, you guys are on camera a lot now. Yeah. So you understand the whole camera aspect of what's needed behind that. 
Does that help in everything you do? I mean, oh, it, it definitely helps. So, you know, I, I probably walked as many red carpets as I have done celebrities for them. So I, I think that, that in that process, I understand the mindset and what's go, you know, the pressure. It's a different kind of pressure. You know, it, it's a different kind of being on than going into, uh, you know, say a role where right. you're, you're sitting in the chair, they're getting you ready, you, you know, you're, you're being this other person. And like you said, even, um, you know, answering questions, Q&A, mm-hmm. going from being a character to being put in a situation where, where you are yourself. And I, I think that there's, there's a different, it's a different type of being on it. And you have to surround yourself with a team, a glam team that, that understands what that's about. And I definitely do. And I, I love what I do and I love the people that I work with. And one of the things that always fascinated by me about you is you are laser focused. You do the style. You don't do the color and all the other stuff. You are just the style. Has that ever been a detriment to you or has it has been a plus? How is, well, I think that's fascinating. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I'm actually, my, my trade is cutting hair. So I was an educator for Aveda, uh, Bumble and Bumble network educator. So cutting hair has always been my trade. I don't, I don't do color, but, I, you know, I do styling as well. Right. So a lot of people don't even realize that I cut hair. <laughs> I, I do work behind the chair in San Francisco one week out of the month. And uh, that, that, interestingly enough, is most of my bread and butter. You know, those really? Are there. I, I've, I've cut, been cutting, like, Steve Jobs when, and that whole group, uh, Sergey, the founder of Google, uh, the Fidels who invented Net. I do... Uh, but you yeah. cut Steve Jobs' hair? Uh, well, you know, that, uh, Steve Young. So that his whole network, daughter, wife, yeah, wow, secretary. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and like this last week I was up there, or two weeks ago, and I stayed with Steve Young, uh, right. the football player uh, for the 49ers in his life. My dad really cares about that, and his lesbian sister loves it. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, yeah that's my get points for that. That's a bonus point. But no, I, yeah, so I, you know, I really, I do have a craft because I like it. I love that. And talk about, let's go to both of you now, on Shaw's, you've become very good, you've become very good friends with your clients. You guys are both, so first of all, you're going to talk about how that blends and mixes. Is it, is it fun to do? Is it a little, is it more work? What is that to be on the TV partner? I love it, and Craig and I's relationship with MJ is so different. Uh, our individual relationships are so right. different. Um, our dynamically. Yeah, and, and I love it. I love supporting her. And, again, it's, it's anything that she needs. And she is so um, gracious to involve us in this. And she is really, like, you know, you say social media influencer – she she has really helped up my even my social media game. So I I'm just mm-hmm. truly grateful for her. Yeah, yeah. It, it's way more than a show. Our friendship with her, uh, yes, we can relate to each other both having Bravo shows and things like that. But um, she's the most loyal, supportive, wonderful, beautiful friend, and that translates on um, whenever we're there to support her on shots. And, mm-hmm. and I think. And, and she said this, it's really brought out sometimes the, the best in her, uh, especially our profession, like with me taking care of her health and wellness and her starting out uh, in shots. Mm-hmm. 
um, quite messy, right? You know, and she's really matured on her own. I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for that by any means, but um, she, she has matured, and she's a totally different person, and we resonate well with her. And we're part of that process of her maturing and making different decisions. And I think that reality has this stigma attached to it that's not necessarily deserved. And I think you guys being able to share that and understanding both sides has got to be very comfortable for no. This is real work. This is actually doing real, yeah. this is real life. It's reality TV, but it's also a business as well. And I think well, you're going understand it. Especially if Shaz, the feedback that we keep, and the questions we keep hearing and getting is, is it for real? If, if people haven't been following along, you don't even have to see it yet. It's not ready this season out yet. But it's full of drama uh, between Reza and Mercedes and, you know, Tommy got involved. And all of it is real. There's a, there are shows out there, I'm sure, that are manipulated by producers. Produce, this belt does produce, not yeah. need anything. <laughs> uh, these versions are fabulously entertaining. Right, right. Yeah. I love that. And let's finish on the social media influence. Like I said, you guys, this has now become as much of a job as your fitness and hair fashion. Talk about that. People are coming to you to promote their product. You'll promote a product, and all of a sudden it'll blow up, and people don't even expect it. Um, what's been the most surprising thing to you about it? What's been the best about it? What's been the worst about it? Well, for us, we're very authentic people. I think everyone that knows us personally and through social media knows we're not being paid to shove a product down your throat. Um, what we do in our reputable careers, uh, if I suggest something like right now I'm working with um, Anna Rose Fit and Healthy Foods, these meals, uh, on-the-go meals that will be available in a, in a month or two for the general public. But I found her through a gifting suite, and I tasted her food, and I thought it was incredible. It was so good, and it was healthier because it's better cheese, because it's all of this, all these things that I know from me being a food-entitled person, and almost every single one of my clients is too. It was a food that I reached out and I said, I want to work with you. How can we, how can we do this? And our partnership is so authentic and great that our audience understands and believes exactly what we're saying for good reason. And we're also – I lost 30 pounds from using it in wow. one month. And, and I'm, I'm posting every day. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not scarfing down cookies behind anyone's back. Like I have my cheats in that, but I, sh- I showcase absolutely everything. We're an open book, which helps resonate with people. I think being a social media influencer, too, is talking about the things that you love and support. And anybody knows that anything that we're talking about on our page – uh, comes from a person that or a company that supports our our lifestyle and the people around us, and, and that that is really important. These days, it's super transparent, um, and we have a trust. I mean, that, that we definitely build a trust with our followers through relatability. And you saw me going to Cedar Point on my social media. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. sure. So Tony Clark, the communications director of Cedar Point. Um, he has really taken initiatives to be in- inclusive of diversity, and especially our LGBTQ yeah, families. And with with so they do, they do LGBT Day every year, just like all the even with their employees, yeah. like teaching them um, how to handle situations, and, and that I've always felt comfortable at Cedar Point. But me going there, yes, it's fun and all of that, but it is work still. That's I needed to do that and showcase this is a safe environment, but it, it does distract sometimes for me to live my life, but it's such an important message to give to everyone that this is a safe, inclusive place for LGBT families. That's what I want to end on on this. What, how do you have vacation? Do you feel like you have to take everything, 
I mean, how do you, how do you turn it off? Can you turn it off? Are you booked so far in advance where you feel like every place you go you have to do a post? Are you able to put your phone down? Like, I literally you go, I've you go to somewhere that has no Wi-Fi. We have not balanced that um, incredibly well. It's something that uh, was why I brought Brandon into this business, honestly, like because I've, I've been at it for a long time, as we talked about, 1999 with, with ABBA, with But um, Brandon's totally capable of handling on-camera stuff, and now at least we're doing the business stuff together. I can't imagine what it would be like if, if our lives were separate and we weren't able to travel and at least have that right. in common. So we're, we're, we'll, next year we'll figure that out because that's a really good suggestion. It's good for us and any couple out there um, to, especially people on social media, even for pure enjoyment, it becomes addictive. And we have to find a better balance. It's, it's tough. Like I said, I'm nowhere near anything, but I because I have a show, I have to post on but I just don't like it. I don't know how you guys do it. If I had my druthers, I'd be on Facebook. I'd never do Twitter and Instagram as long as I live. And I've really taken the time here that I go to the pool, I'll leave my phone in here. I won't take it with me. I won't do stuff. I, I'll leave my phone at home. Have your interns do it. Uh, <laughs> your interns? Well, my interns do. They start a whole channel for me. So thank you, Chris. I do have my interns doing it. I have a friend who's an actress. She doesn't even she didn't know what to post on her Instagram. That's, she has someone do it for. that's a different style, though, too. I think yeah. us with reality TV, people want our vision, especially our professions, too. They they want it from our voice. There's no one, and we tried this, that can speak or do what we do on social media. Yeah, actors are really easy. Right. Now, I've been very lucky, but they started their own channel. Because I think you're right. I think you have to have the authenticity of yourself. If I had someone else, it would be weird mm-hmm. for me. But they started their own left and straight challenges for that, but that's going to be intern certified in terms going forward here on out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's nice to have that, but I, I got to find my balance yeah. for me, because I just get sick of it sometimes. But I got to find everybody. to do it better. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, it's a real, I always want to the other side of it. When you do it so often, can you turn it off and have But it's also, like you said before, it is also part of our job. We actually make a huge part of our income monthly from social media and, you know, I, I, I've gotten shows because of my social media. Right. So it's like when, when you know that there's an investment in it, because if I had my brothers, I wouldn't be on any of them. <laughs> I think it can make a huge difference in people's lives, too. I, I can only speak for what my intent is, but, like, even after the election, I, I simply went on, the, on social media and engaged in conversations and gave people healthy tips to not self-destruct during this time. Mm. So I, I think it's about the material and the content you're putting out there, but it does, it literally can save lives. You have no idea the impact that this that, that stuff could make in a positive way. No, I agree. Well, guys, we only have about 10 minutes left here, so we're going to play out one last song and do a little uh, ABBA karaoke while you guys are gone. <laughs> um, we're going to play out the Katie O'Brien Living in the Moment. When we come back, I'm going to tell you guys how you can keep in touch and follow all these influencers and fantastic web design, web series creators and everything. And we will wrap up our full eight-week run here at the Indulge Resort in Palm Springs. So, Chris, take us away, little Katie O'Brien, living in the moment. We'll be back to wrap things up in just a couple minutes. You're listening to the Left and Straight Show right here on Left and Straight Radio Network. Easy to get off track, easy to lose your way, 
In a world that makes you believe There's no time to wait That you gotta have it all Better have it all Better not slow down Looking ahead got me looking in circles Life with a plan at first seems hopeful Worry that I won't make it like I want If time keeps flying by But you gotta have faith, don't let it slip away Don't let Springs is such a beautiful 
city for so many reasons. And it's a getaway and work for you guys work a lot. A lot of the companies out here. Uh, are you come out here much? Summertime, I do. It's a great quick recharge. Yeah, you know? escape for a day or two. I love it. I like love to indulge here and there. You know, love to indulge on vacation. Where can my uh, listeners find you if they've been living under a rock the last four years? I've been having on the show. Oh, my four-year anniversary, July second. Can you believe it? Congratulations! Why am I? No, it's coming quick. Uh, Brandon, I am at Brandon Liberati on every single platform. So or BrandonLiberati.com. And that's O N O N O N L M O N C L I B E R A T I. Very good. And uh, yeah, Craig Ramsey Fit R A M S A Y Fit, and they can see me. Well, this Thursday, stretch reason to wine at uh, the Lapeer Hotel in West Hollywood. But I have them at least once, uh, sometimes twice a month. So check that out from my social media and come to a class. And I did see you guys post on Fit and Fab. Is that still kind of a thing? I love oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's our business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that's what encompasses everything then? Yeah, beauty. Okay. Yeah. I know that's, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got you. I didn't know because I follow individually. I, I followed that around when you did your workout to drag and think I didn't know that encompassed everything. Yeah. Very good. And that, spell that because that's fine. Fit and Fab. So F-I-T and, and then P-H-A-B, which stands for Pure Health and Beauty. I would not have known that. Well done. Well done. Exactly. At Artie O'Daly, where can we find you? At Artie O'Daly, A-R-T-I-E-O-D-A-L-Y, everywhere. And on YouTube, where can we find the series? Yeah, so I would search Bad Boy Series, like I told you, because Bad Boy is sort of a common title. But my YouTube channel is Artie O'Daly and Company, because no one makes a show about it. But if you search Artie O'Daly, I'm going to pop up. And then when they find that, make sure you subscribe. Yes, make sure you click subscribe. Click subscribe. Well, guys, we have had an amazing four weeks at the Indo Resort. I'm going to be heading on the road after a little recoup in Vegas. Uh, We're going to have pre-taped interviews of people that I found here in Palm Springs, some interesting personalities. One that was good friends with Lucille Ball. Whoa. Lucille Ball. Um, one that wrote a cookbook with Kathy Garver from Family Affair. Um, all sorts of fun little people. The Desert AIDS Project that does such great work here in the Valley with the uh, um, the, L- the LGBT Center here in Palm Springs. So a lot of great interviews. Next Monday and Tuesday will be pre-taped interviews, but brand new from back. We're going to keep the same time, 4 to 6. I, I struggle with a new time here. Um, the show's always been 2 to 4 local time, 5 to 7 my time. Uh, but because a lot of people have to go home afterwards or go back, we uh, switch it to the 4 to 6 here so people can go back and miss a little L.A. traffic. And it makes it 7 to 9 back east, and we get our listenerships up by 5,000 people for what? this road trip, which is really kind of fun. Yeah. So I think we're going to keep it at this 4 to 6 time slot. Happy hour, hour guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, a little happy hour here. So a big thank out one last time to our sponsors, Indulge Resort here in Palm Springs, Pink Banana Media in both New York and L.A., the now-trending app, part of Hillcrest Social in San Diego, the I Love Gay 360 Twitter network. You can find all the I Love Gay Twitter signals on Twitter. Uh, Kathy's Book Confections, Patches O'Hool in Columbus, and Embroidery to You. Guys, thanks for listening to Let's Let's Retro on my big gay road trip. I'll be back in two weeks live. Chris is going to play us out in Ohio with little Matt Stern. Travel around your world. Matt was our very first guest. He came from Canada to see us. Woo! From Victoria. 
So we're going to play out and make this full circle with Matt Stern probably around your world. Chris, thanks for being part of the show back here in Ohio, making everything run smooth for us. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Left of Straight. That's L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R, the number eight. On Facebook, we have Left of Straight Show. And then you can follow my interns at, at Left of Straight Radio on Instagram and Left of Straight Radio page on Facebook. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate Thank it. you. Let's get naked. Travel around your world. Yeah.